0: This is your station, your music,
1: the world famous. WXIN, Providence, Rhode Island, USA.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Show we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Returning to the show for the first time in a couple of weeks, we have Jordan Moment here with me, and at about 520, we're going to be joined by a... New friend of mine, new friend of the show, Bill Trice. He is a 76ers writer who will be calling in to talk about the 76ers, talk about the Celtics matchup tonight with them. But before that, we have NFL free agency stuff, Patriots stuff to talk about, Mookie Betts Red Sox stuff to talk about in the wake of the Mike Trout mega deal. Definitely want to touch on that. And love to talk about that with all of you. So please feel free to call in at 401-456-8787 to chime in about any of these topics. Or go to Facebook, go to the official stadium experience, facebook page and check out the mike kane memorial live stream which is back in action this week as facebook is no longer broke so you can check it out that watch my face drop some comments do whatever you want to do there once again on the official stadium experience facebook page anyway though with all that out of the way you will listen to the stadium experience with jake elmsley on 90.7 wxin and we will dive right on in here and
1: <coughs> <laughs>
0: struggling oh. with my throat here today jordan are you really? I'm not feeling it's my best self. Ooh. Not gonna lie, but it's okay. We I mean, persevere because, as I talked about last week, this is a, not with you though. In mm-hmm. the second not podcast, this is once again the award-winning stadium experience. Now it is after CMAs where I went and was awarded by a national body the silver medal for podcasting among college media students. So
2: you have the second best college podcast in the country.
0: That's what I'm telling people. That's how I'm taking it, and Jordan, I, I, I'm not. I'm not just doing this for me. I promise, I'm not going to do this every week of the of the show. Almost every week, I'm not just going to sit here and talk about my the one thing I've won in like five years. I but mean, I
2: want well to you because you're here, you and got, you've been You got to take them when they come.
0: I, I I certainly have been. I've been taking it for all it's worth. But you were there, Jordan. I was. You were a big part of the show. You were in the in the segment that won the award. So. Also, what segment did you send them again? I sent them the Belichick Education oh, oh, Center okay. segment.
2: Yes, the, the, the factory somewhere in the middle, yes. like Somerset.
0: The, the Underground Academy, yes. <laughs> I sent them that. And, um, you know, and then they ended up, and I think Netflix got that, and they turned the Umbrella Academy, but it's fine. <laughs> it's a great show, the Umbrella Academy. I kind of feel like it fizzles out near the end. I haven't gone to the end. Oh, I kind of feel like it's kind of fizzling. I'm kind of just dumb. But anyway, not to get too into that, but... Yes, so the award-winning, you were part of that, Jordan. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to keep going here we're gonna, until you leave. Going to ride you for all you're worth, too. That's fine. Jordan, but yeah, so Joe Griswold not with us here today. Just uh, just kind of the classic lineup right now. But, yeah, I have my water trying to stay hydrated. But, yes, last week we had the tree on. Biggest, biggest episode on my SoundCloud in history. 700-plus listens on that bad boy right now. Wow. So, Do you think any of those will be recurring viewers? I hope so. I hope we can latch them in. But it's been a good couple of weeks for the stadium experience. Gotta say, been a good second anniversary earlier last month. Mm-hmm. Award. Big guests. Been a good couple of weeks for the show. I gotta say, Jordan. You know? Been a good, good couple of weeks. So we're gonna keep that up as we move into March. Move into spring. Starting tomorrow. So, talking and... We'll go back to something I talked about last week a bit. Didn't get a chance to, talk to that. And that has been the Patriots offseason, mm-hmm. which so far has, you know, been underwhelming. Whether whether what you think whether you think that they're making the right moves or not, the Patriots have have had an underwhelming offseason. They've lost Trent Brown, lost Trey Flowers. And really the only guys they've, you know, they brought back, like, you know, Philip Dorset yesterday. They brought back Ryan Allen yesterday, which, you know, A-OK, I'm bringing back Ryan Allen, by the way. The, the people's MVP for Super Bowl 53. You know, they've re signed. You know, they brought back Brandon Bolden for God knows what reason. You know, little, little, little things here and there, but they haven't made any big moves. And then the conversation becomes what? Where do they go? How do you feel about the lack of moves they've made? Because last year we felt like we were in the same boat for a long time. They weren't doing anything. They weren't doing anything. But even then, they eventually ended up making some what were. Considered big signings, and they're not doing that this year. And they don't have a lot of cap space, but as we all know, cap space is 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 a, is an illusion mm-hmm. in the NFL. I had somebody trying to tell me yesterday that the uh, the Murph Quake, regular guest of the show, trying to tell me that the NFL has the strictest salary cap in sports. Well, I guess
2: well, baseball,
0: Laughable. That, base,
2: baseball is just that. Is the, the, don't that's just a seller seller cap. number cap they just put there. There's it's, no cap. They just put the number there, bitch, just because. At this no, there's point, no cap. There's no cap in baseball. What are you talking about? Oh, there's a luxury tax, but that's that's also not real. Well, I mean, it's real. It's just who
0: cares. But anyway, <laughs> well, plenty of teams seem to care because you know, baseball teams are cheap. But anyway, the they just don't have a lot of cap space, and they've made a lot of moves, and they've lost two big players, and they haven't. A lot of people feel as though they've replaced Trey Flowers with the addition of Michael Bennett, who is was a good pass rusher last year, nine sacks. I think it was top five in QB hits and QB hurries last season, mm-hmm. which is good for this team. I mean, Jordan, how do you feel about the losses? Patriots have t- they've taken. How do you feel like they've gone about filling them in?
2: Um, uh, I, like they could have done a lot worse, mm-hmm. but still. There's still a lot of pieces that they need to replace. Mm-hmm. Plus all the pieces they didn't actually fill out last year. Mm-hmm. So they still have a lot of things they need to add. Right.
0: And I, I saw the Trent Brown thing coming. I mean, yeah. I talk about that. I talk like Trent Brown. Conceptually
2: Br- I, at every position. Yeah.
0: I knew Trent <laughs> Brown was gone. No. Like, I, Trent Brown was always going to be gone. Somebody was going to because his team mm-hmm. league is starved, starved for tackles. Mm-hmm. I knew that Trent Brown was going to get some stupid contract from somebody. But by the way, I think it was a fine deal for the Raiders to make. I'm not gonna sit here. I know a lot of people here, Patriots fans. You know, Patriots, yeah, Patriots four media. Year,
2: 66 million.
0: Patriots media. I mean, it's the biggest contract for an O line player in history. But like, who cares?
2: Yeah, the, Raiders ain't doing much.
0: The cap keeps going up. Yeah. So the con, you no, know, Patriots fans like, and people like to sit here and laugh at these teams. And like, oh, so much money for these players. And yeah, like, conceptually, it's funny. But in the end, like these, te- the, like in two years, all these, oh, all what are big deals now will look like deals in two years. They will. They the are, go.
2: They are paying guards this Oh, it. they are. They are paying linemen. They were wow. paying linemen
0: last year. Linemen are always <laughs> getting paid right now because there's none of them.
2: Four years, 66, three years, 41, four years, 51, yeah. four years, yeah, that's 32.
0: The, that's the going rate. That Yikes. is. But I don't laugh at a lot of these big contracts. I don't. like. Once again, it seems silly, but in the end, teams have the money. Sitting on cap space is going to get you nowhere in the NFL right now. Just whatever it works, because for one thing, the cap goes up every
2: year. Every year it's going up. So you pick up the phone and you sell?
0: No, the the cap keeps going up. And then teams, a lot of good players don't hit the market. So there's a dearth of players to spend that cap space on. So you can either either be like the Colts and sit on... You can either be like the Colts and sit on a hundred million dollars in cap space and do nothing and not improve your team and then sit on cap space, which is growingly becoming a very i don't wanna say not a valuable asset, but cap space it's it's not the asset it feels like cap space was five ten years ago you know a few years ago it felt like you should hoard cap space, you should really try not saying you should just flippantly spend and not worry about your cap at all, but right now compared to draft picks players cap space is not much of an asset because the league's just going to give you more of it Yeah, and you can maneuver these deals so easily you can you know you can read redo a deal convert something to a signing bonus push things down the pathway you can do so much just to screw around with the cap just to not have to take the hits that really cap space isn't much so yeah like these play yeah like these teams are giving these players big deals but in the end like they're making their teams better. Yep. Which, just, you know, Pedro Sands, maybe take a break. Maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah, it seems silly to give Adrian Amos four years, 36 million. Because that's just the deal that's right in front of me. Because Jordan's fleming through things to catch himself up. <laughs> but in the end, like. Okay, well, man, I knew about
2: some of them. I didn't. I yeah. just, it's nice to just have a whole yeah, list. Yeah, I get it. Of, you
0: have the money. Yeah. Like, you have these teams, they have the money. And so many teams have cap space. Like, maybe two teams are in trouble with cap space. Like, the Jaguars kind of have some trouble with their cap right now. And even then, and they had to release, you know, Gibson, Malik Jackson. But even then, they were able to go spend $22 million on Nick Foles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they still ha- were able to make the money appear. Even when they, like, the Patriots right now have $4 million in cap, roughly. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're only going to sign $4 million worth of contracts? No. Of course not. They're going to find some weird way. They're going to freaking restructure somebody, release somebody, then suddenly they have cap. Like they were offering Adam Humphreys a $9 million contract when they had $4 million in cap space. Or maybe it was more than that at the time, but they did not have $9 million in cap to give him. But they're still offering you because it doesn't matter. So you can just make the money magically appear. You can just do some clever accounting and boom, you have the money. Yeah. So... With that being said, the Patriots have not added a lot. They have tried to go after a few guys, Adam Humphreys namely, who they went after and they were willing to spend big money on. But yeah, these losses, Trent Brown, I knew was gone. I knew he was gone. And it sucks and you hate to see it because you just, I don't know, I personally don't want to play who's going to be left tackle every single offseason. Even if they were able to do it with Trent Brown last year, I don't know. That's just not a fun game to get into, Jordan. At some point, you know, you like, especially for Patriots fans who have been used to consistency at that spot otherwise for the last umpteen years. You had Matt Light forever and ever and ever, and then you had Nate Solder forever and ever and ever. So, yep. you know, don't, don't get at me with no, oh, oh, it's just how Patriots handle things. Like, no, they've had consistency at that spot a lot of the time, and now they don't. So, I, I'm, not, I'm, du- I'm kind of done doubting them on that because they did it last year and fine. And if they think Isaiah Wynn's going to be the guy, I will tentatively believe it. I'm still a little little skeptical of Isaiah Wynn, but seemingly that's the guy it's going to be, unless somebody else comes out of nowhere. Unless, but seemingly that's going to be their left tackle, so, yeah. We've talked about that a l- at length, a decent amount, but... Trey Flowers, on the other hand, is a guy that I really do hate to see go. And Trey Flowers, I think, is a guy you can quibble over. Because I think you can make a really good argument that they should have kept Trey Flowers. Probably. Uh, and even at the money he got, which we remember, we were told, me and you, we had Kenny Doyle, our good friend, first-hand source, told us that, um, you know, Trey Flowers was not going to take a pay cut. Had it straight from the mouth of the Flowers clan. But the money he got, it looks crazy. Was it was like $18 million a year. It looks crazy, but in the end, what is that when you have a
2: 180 million dollar cap? 10%? Yep. Not five years, ninety million dollars with Detroit.
0: Yeah, but that's what seventeen million for one of your who was probably your best defensive player last year. Maybe yeah. maybe Stephon. Maybe you think Stefan Gilmore was your best defensive player. You know that that they, they, there's a debate there, but he's certainly your top two. One of your leaders. You know, one of the. You know, I know I made I made the same argument with Malcolm Butler two years ago when they wouldn't re-sign him before he had the really bad last season, but. You know, Trey Flowers, like a guy who embodies everything that, you know, Belichick's program is about. Late round pick. Worked his way up. You know, all the coaches gush about him, his technique, his dedication, you know, quiet, you know, his leadership, you know, everything. Everything that, you know, the Patriots predicate their organization around. Mm -hmm. Same as Malcolm Butler was before he kind of went off the deep
2: end. Of course, there's also just... uh... Validity of some of these teams making the signings that they are, but still, like, look, still, like Trey Flowers guy, you know. I mean, like Detroit, yeah, they can probably. But get hang away on, I'm not done. Hang on. You
0: know, Trey Flowers is maybe the type of guy you want to resign if you're the Patriots. Just even just to say that, if you do everything that we expect of you, that we you know expect of you, you'll win. Obviously, they have the winning, but also we're gonna pay some of you. And I don't know. It just feels like Trey Flowers is, is the type of building block player that the Patriots would want to hold on to, like McCordy was in his day. High, which was like three years ago, but his day,
2: you know. But still, like it's amazing. Back in the mythical lands of 2016.
0: Yeah, but it's like, you know, like Hightower was, you know,
2: two years ago. Like, it, you want to keep some of those guys. You do. I mean, yeah, but like, if this was the money he's demanding, there's, there was no way. See, I don't, I don't see why there's no way. I don't think they were going to give him five years, ninety. Why not? Like, if that's like, it's just
0: Uh, I know they don't spend big on Pat. It's just that guy was was is a foundational player for you, and I think that's a guy you can argue that maybe they would want to resign. And then you look, you know, I was talking about this with Josh Percy um, before the show started. Mm -hmm. The was that King of the Slash Fund? Yes, talking about with Josh Percy before the show started. The almost the problem with the playoff run for the Patriots was. The AFC AFC championship game, (laughs) the Super Bowl, a lot of players that I think a lot of Patriots fans, or at least I I don't want to say a lot, I was ready to move on from, or at least was ready to conceptually move on from, because they were having lackluster seasons, had phenomenal AFC championship games and Super Bowls. Gronk did, McCourty did, Hightower did. Hightower cleaned up. They did like they were fin- like those guys had pretty lackluster. Se- I mean, Gronk had a really lackluster season. Hightower, well, Gronk,
2: well, Gronk play- barely played.
0: Yeah, Hightower didn't do a lot. McCourty, I mean, McCourty was good, but wasn't like twelve million a year good. But McCourty was good. Or whatever McCourty makes, something like that. But I was like, yeah, I'm ready to move on from those players. And then they go out and they have these big games and they look great. And it's like, oh, great. Like, are you gonna now? Where maybe you know. Before the divisional round, I could have told you, "Oh yeah, if you really want to get the money to keep hang on to Trey Flowers, you move on from Hightower, you move on from Gronk, you free up that money, and you pay Trey Flowers." And I might still do that now. I, you know, if I put that in front of you, you know, right before a free agency started, like Jordan for the Patriots, would you rather have Hightower and Gronk or Trey Flowers?
2: Uh, I wanted to let go of Gronk because he's kind of a liability at this point. Right. Uh, Hightower. I'm not saying is a bad player, but just, like, who, you know, who was a better
0: player for them last year?
2: Trey Flowers, but I I, I respect the, the the need to have a competent linebacker.
0: Oh, sure, I'm just <laughs> saying. And that, well, that's the problem is that, you know, Trey, Don, well, it's not a problem. I mean, it's yeah. great, but Dante Hightower, once again, like, just showed out in the Super Bowl, and it's like, well, great. Now, what, are you going to cut this guy? Yeah. That's the issue. Like, that, you know, you can't, and they kind of, like, almost shot themselves in the foot with that. And even McCourty, like, eh, you could. So we will probably also rather have Trey Flowers than him, but then, you know, things change. So, and now you lose your building block and you're stuck with maybe the building blocks of yesteryear instead. Mm. Which has kind of been a trend with this team the last couple of years as they've been getting older at a lot of spots. Or well, they've been letting a lot of younger guys leave in, in lieu of older veteran players and you see that on this team cuz the Patriots like I said they're right against the cap and I saw this somewhere on Twitter or somewhere that that uh, Patriots they have the close to the most expensive middle class of players in the NFL in terms of they're paying the most for their middle of the roster players you know not their top guys and not their you know just depth guys or their depth guys their lower end starters they're paying a lot more for those guys than other teams are. Because other teams, you know, a lot of most of the other teams in the NFL, they're built at this point with, you know, you have your stars, you have your top guys, you pay a lot. And then a lot of the rest of your team is made up of guys on their rookie contracts. The Patriots, though, as I've talked about at length, in part due to seemingly not great drafting, they don't have a lot of guys on their rookie contracts who are contributing. I'm not even talking about like having stars. Like you know, you don't you can't have all can't all be stars, but you talk about you know. Patriots have like Patriots have, have a guy like Alandon Roberts who you know I crap all over all the time, but still like that's that's a middle of the roster player who you're getting on his rookie deal. But the, they don't have a lot of guys like that, which is which you know leads to they have where they maybe they have to or maybe they choose to if that's a. Matter of philosophy, I tend to think it's lately it's been a matter of they have to because they haven't drafted well, and they've made, the players they've maybe drafted to take up these spots haven't been able to. As opposed, you know, like you have to pay a guy like Jason McCourty to be your third corner mm-hmm. because your draft pick, Duke Dawson, or your draft pick, Cyrus Jones, two years ago, isn't taking that spot. So you have to pay a slightly older guy more money instead of having that rookie deal. And that, you know, that I don't want to say it handicaps you, because once again, obviously the way the Patriots have built their roster has worked. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. It's worked. Somehow. And maybe like all the other teams just follow the Patriots trend, but yeah, that's impacted them. That has, I'm I'm not saying negatively or positively, because once again, obviously it's all worked out in the end, but. Somehow, you know, may be, and maybe once again, though, I do caution fans against confirmation
2: bias, big confirmation.
0: bias. No, because it's right,
2: <laughs> just because, you know, this shouldn't have happened. Every last season should not have happened a
0: part of what you did worked somehow, but does not mean that then, you know, every single element of the way you built the team this year is what you do to win a Super Bowl, by the way, which yes, I'm not saying you probably <laughs> you probably should have. More than one wide receiver able to get separation in the Super Bowl, and just because you win without that does not probably have more than one wide receiver. Does not mean you then go, oh good, you never need to have wide receivers again, which we will talk about in a few minutes. But no, the Patriots, say the way they have constructed their roster is different than what a lot of the league is doing. The Patriots seemingly, you know, they are more. They have built their roster once again. I personally look at that and I say I don't think that's just Belichick deciding that. I think that's been out of necessity. He's done a fabulous job navigating it. In building the roster, clearly, because it worked. I didn't like their roster going into the year, but what do I know? It worked, and there's plenty of value to having, you know, a lot of veteran players, obviously. Especially when you, you know, when you have a team that runs like the Patriots, and seemingly everybody explains, oh, the system's so complicated. We're trying. If it is, and you need Kyle Van Noy, then fine. But... I think, that, once again, that is also in part to the fact that they have not drafted well. And I brought it up a billion times. Who have been their good rookies the last two, three, four, five years? Who are the best players on the Patriots on rookie deals?
2: I can't remember who they drafted three years ago.
0: Nobody. <laughs> like, no, like, they're best players on rookie deals. Like, you have, you know, they're best players. You know, like, I guess Sony Michelle counts in that
2: category now. Wow.
0: And that's the only
2: rookie. I mean, are you, are you on this, the Sony Michelle train now? No,
0: but, like, I'll admit, I mean, I've always admitted he's a good player. I've always liked the players and like the what they spent on him. But I've never at any point not liked the player, Sony Michelle.
2: But, you know, Michelle, like. They should have triggered up for Shaquan. Tooney. I feel so bad for the Giants. I don't. We're I talk- feel so bad for him.
0: Talk about the Giants in a few minutes. <laughs> but, you know, Tooney. Juwan Bentley should have been good. Now he's he got hurt. But I still like him. I hope he comes back. But. And maybe that could be a guy. Maybe, like, you know, it's just... But, they, you know, they haven't had the rookie contributions that maybe they've had in past years, and past title runs. You know, once again, like, the core of the 2014 defense, Chandler Jones, Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, you know, young, better Dante Hightower, they weren't on their rookie deals. They were all guys that the Patriots drafted. They were guys that drafted high, but they were guys that they drafted. You know, even... Was McCourty still on the rookie deal then? He was. Yeah, McCourty, like... They, you know, then the top, end, the top end of their roster on their rookie deals. And they don't, they, just, they don't have that right now. And I don't think that's been by design. I don't think Belichick just kind of got up and he's like, you know what? The long term plan now, we're going to get older and more expensive. I want older players that I have to pay more. You know, the, Bel- the Belichick way has always been, you know, try to spend more money on things than you have to. That's always been his MO. He hates value, hates it, despises it. No, like I don't think that's been the plan. The plan—it might—it
2: might have been the plan. Maybe he's playing—he's playing 4D chess. I doubt it, but
0: sacking or you know maybe it is. Psyching
2: like, everybody else up. You know I guess maybe it is. Maybe hi- it is. He's hiking up the market prices. You no, know, maybe it is. No, maybe Belichick <laughs> does look at it and go. well, no. Belichick's takes the reason that Capron's being demolished. No, but not even that. Maybe
0: it is just <laughs> Bel. Oh, maybe you know maybe it is. No, but maybe it's this. Maybe Belichick does just look at it and go. Well, you know what? Everybody's trying to hoard guys on rookie deals and high-end players, and they're ignoring like you know these mid-level veterans who are on the market. I'll just get a bunch of those guys when, no, while nobody wants them, and I'll build my team with that. Maybe that is his plan. You know, what? maybe it is, but I don't know. I don't think that's a great plan. But once again, it worked. They won the Super Bowl twice in three years. So, and they made it the one year between that. Mm-hmm. And they were just playing their second best player on defense, away from winning that one too. But, but, thing like, like, I. Like, I Like, I don't know. I think that's an interesting – I I read that somewhere, and I just think that's an interesting observation to make, that they do – they are spending more on these types of guys than any other team, which is just the truth. And that's partially why they don't have any cap space. But – I guess Philip Dorsett was on a rookie contract. But no, and you look at this team, and that's, you know – when you, when you do that, though, the downside of that is that you don't have as much money. And maybe you don't have the money to re sign a guy like Trey Flowers, which now they've lost once again. A guy who does work as a guy who is, you know, a real good embodiment of everything that, you know, Patriots fans and Patriots coaches and all that like to push as, you know, what the ideal Patriots. because Trey Flowers was the ideal Patriots player. He was. He was the ideal guy who came up through that system. And now he's gone. And now that's one less guy that you know. Maybe like a, maybe like the next Trey Flowers can look at it and be like, oh, like if I uh, if I do it all, I can get paid like that guy. So I don't know. It's it's not gonna make the whole system fall apart. I just in the end, I just wish they kept the player. But what do I now? Dietrich Wise is gonna have like an eight sack season. Oh, Tyrod signed to the Chargers. Yeah. Oh boy. Now you know. Now, yeah. Now we're gonna have next. Now now I say it's all on Dietrich Wise and like Derek Rivers are gonna combine for 15 sacks and I'm gonna look stupid. But, but like I said, like I, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be as angry. Like last year during the offseason, I got angry. Like last year during the offseason I didn't know what was going on with his roster I didn't like the way it turned out, and I, I was more concerned. Like I'm like I'm not. Like I am trying to project more I don't wanna say like positivity about the offseason, but like I'm just i I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm also not going to be, you know, the Patriots fan who sits here and says, you know, oh, everything's fine. Oh, and Bill, we trust. Everything is perfectly fine. You're stupid if you worry about it. Because that's not me. Like, I do have concerns about the team, but also, like, I'm not going to tell you that the sky is falling. Which maybe I was kind of saying last year. Because I really didn't like the way the roster looked coming out of the offseason. Like, I'm just... Try try to do the mid-ground. Try find a mid because because you gotta find it because that's hard to find in kind of this fan base in this area in this market, or just in life. No, but really, really talking about <laughs> talking about talking about the Patriots. If you criticize the Patriots in any way, you want 100% board in it. There is that big, por- big vocal portion of the fan base that will just jump on you immediately. They don't want it. Patriots fans do not. A lot of Patriots fans do not want to hear negativity. So even maybe what I'm doing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it wouldn't be received so well. But, like, which to try, try flowers and this team does still have a lot of holes. That being said, like I said, I'm not worried yet. And if anything, because the Patriots have a ton of draft picks, like a ton. They have the most draft picks in the league, I believe. They have yeah two in the fir- two in the second, three third round picks. Four, oh, boy, Belichick's probably salivating at four-sevenths. But... That's his bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he gets into a groove. I <laughs> know. The Patriots have how many? Twelve draft picks. A lot. Overall. That's the most in the league. So, yeah, and a part of it, you know, maybe if after the draft, if I still really don't like the roster, maybe I will come in here a little more and be like, all right, everybody, I know they won the Super Bowl, but... uh. Not liking the way things look. maybe that's part of the positivity right now. Maybe I'm just trying out something new. But they do have a lot of draft picks. And they're not going to make all those picks. No chance. Like, the- like that's a foregone conclusion. They're not
2: making all those picks. But what if they do that? No, they're not bringing in oh. 12 rookies. That'd be an interesting training camp. No,
0: no team would ever do that. Well, I mean, like, plus undrafted free agents are bringing 12 rookies. But no team's ever. Drafting twelve rookies, Bill Belichick will not have his roster composed of twenty percent
2: players he have drafted. What are you talking about man? Saying they're saying you need to bring in young talent. I, I am saying 12, that twelve fresh new faces on your. You know, I deals. am saying that. You're right. No, you're right. and I am saying so. You that. should be hoping that they draft twelve <laughs> players in this oncoming draft. But no, you're right. Belichick's like, ah, I'm right. You're right. I'm done with this old guys thing.
0: Let's shake it up a bit. <laughs> but no, like I, you know, I am. They do have a lot of draft capital. And they gotta make some of those picks, but also they want veterans. And Belichick has always been it always seems like Belichick will make a trade for a guy that nobody had on their radar. That was not somebody who's listed, because I've read these things obsessively, you know, somebody who's listed on the like, oh, five key trade targets for teams this offseason. Like Belichick will find. Like. Trent Brown last year. Who was thinking about Trent Brown as a trade target for the Patriots? Nobody. And it wasn't even like he was a nobody with the 49ers, by the way. Like, he was a starter with that team. He was playing on the team. They had problems with him, but... And obviously they had enough problems that they were willing to trade him. But he wasn't like it wasn't like they traded for just a guy who was on the practice squad. Or a guy who was not playing. But still, like that wasn't a guy they never thought about. And they went out and got him. And he filled a huge need that they had. <laughs> And that worked. And, like, Michael Bennett, even I, that came out of, that seemingly came out of nowhere. You know, that wasn't a guy who was, like, everybody, like, knew, like, oh, yeah, the Eagles probably get trade Michael Bennett. He's a trade target. And I got him. And that also fills a big need for them. Whether it was, you know, to pair with Trey Flowers or to replace Trey Flowers, which is seemingly what he's doing now. But, so, with all those draft picks, like, they're, they're going to make some kind of trades. They're going to add veteran targets. I'm gonna add veteran talent to this team. Wait, Josh McCown still plays. No, yeah, he, uh, he's taking a year off. But he's <laughs> he's 39. What if he's taking a year off? But they I'm gonna try to add to veteran talent, I'm sure. Like I said, they come back from the draft and I really still don't like the team. Cause last year I didn't like the draft after after it ended. I didn't love it. And I I guess I was kind of right not to love it, because only two players did anything all year. Mm-hmm. Only one player did anything by the end of the year, but whatever. But I might make some trade. Like I said, I'm not going to try to think of guys because Frank. Oh, I probably am going to end up listing guys in like five minutes. But I'm saying that I'm sure that there are guys that Belichick knows that are potentially available that none of us are thinking of right now. Like he'll turn around and he'll trade for somebody that just once again, no idea. No, <laughs> nobody knew was available. I'll be like, oh, all right, cool. It'll be the perfect fit for something.
2: Because like the Larry Fitzgerald trade or something.
0: Yeah, sure. Like something like that. Like exa- like somebody who just, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Like it'll be somebody that nobody was thinking of, but it'll, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Like that's exactly what they needed. Yeah, exactly. Like something stupid like that will happen.
2: <laughs> I'll be very upset <laughs> to get Larry Fitzgerald. I'll be like, why, how?
0: It probably won't be that, but it'll be like something like yeah, like something that you just weren't thinking of. Like I could list a few, like say receivers I want them to target, and it won't be any of them, but it'll be somebody good. i be like, oh, oh okay. You know he was available, and I'll make it happen. Then boom, like roster looks better coming out of the draft, or it doesn't. Now come in and be like, oh wow, the roster looks terrible. Yeah, fine. Here are their holes, but because they do still have holes right now. I'm not saying they don't have holes. They have probably more holes than it went in free agency with, but. I'm just, I'm still waiting for the draft, is basically what I'm saying. I will wait to the draft before I really start to assess the roster as it is. Because they do have places that they need things. They need D They need, really, they need help along the D line. Because I don't know where everybody's going to fit in exactly. But Malcolm Brown, Danny Shelton, both those guys left. They both kind of sucked. They weren't very good. But Malcolm Brown played a lot of games for the Patriots. Like, I know I, you know, I, know I talk about how Malcolm Brown was a bad pick. And he was as a first rounder. He didn't produce the way I wanted, but he's still like, he started what, like 50 games with them in his time here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he did not make a big impact, but still like that's a body to replace. Danny Shelton, you know, Trey Flowers being gone. They have guys to replace. The D line is a spot to look at. And like I said, you know, maybe Dietrich Wise steps up, you know, that, that, you know, Derek Rivers, some of them fill in. You know, they signed this guy, a, a D-tackle from the Jets, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. But I've read good things about him, that maybe he's a guy who could, who the, who could fit in with the way the Patriots like to do things here. Who, who was it? Let me try to find his name. Oh, Mike Pinnell, guy that signed away from the Jets, 27 years old, was a part-time player there, right? He's a good run defender, bigger guy. He may be a guy who gets some run. You know, like I said, it's not hard to replace what Danny Shelton and frickin' li- oh, Danny Shelton, Malcolm Brown. can remember his name for a minute. Malcolm Brown, that's how good he was. I can't remember his name. Malcolm Brown gave you, but that's a spot. The D-line. Also, like I said, if you're, your biggest problem is that your D-line depth isn't good. You're still probably in pretty good shape. Maybe we're splitting hairs, there, but that's a spot, and this is a great draft for that. Somebody wrote that. Somebody put that out online. That the spots the Patriots Have the biggest holes at This is a great draft for them D-line, receiver, tight end It's a great draft for them So once again, maybe Belichick's just sitting there And he's like, no, I'm going to replace these players in the draft This is where I'll get my younger players in But D-line's a big need Receiver, huge need That's the one I am a little more worried about I do think we're going to see a trade for a receiver I can't see how we can't Because currently, your only receiver who can do much Is Edelman then they brought back Philip Dorsett, who I mean, I, I, I like. A good friend, Kenny Doyle Jordan. Mm-hmm. Biggest Philip Dorsett fan you will meet. Is he really? Follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah, he writes articles on Philip Dorsett. <laughs> like multiple articles on how Philip Dorsett is a secret weapon for the Patriots. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dude loves Philip Dorsett. Adores him. Brought him back fine. I mean, they, they should throw to him more. He's seen, he has fine hands. Yeah, but outside of Edelman, you don't have really anybody who can get separation. Even in the Super Bowl, you did not have anybody. And, like, Hogan's gone. And he didn't do much. Like, they haven't brought anybody notable. I mean, unless you... And even then, like, I'm not willing to pencil in Edelman, by the way. Just because, you know, you have a 31, 33-year-old mm-hmm. coming off of, you know...
2: Also, any any ETA on, on Josh Gordon or is he? No, nah, that's I say
0: like if you want to count on Josh <laughs> Gordon, like so help me.
2: <laughs> is is he just is he just done? Yeah. Like, Edelman,
0: who will be thirty three, yeah, who will be thirty three <laughs> when the season starts? Like, I, do you want to count on Josh Gordon? I I
2: I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what's trying to get with him.
0: reinstated into the league, or not, or he's in rehab because remember he just kind of left willingly.
2: Yeah, he just sort of disappeared.
0: No, like he willingly like decided he wasn't he had to leave the team, which all the power to him. That's what he has to do for his mental health. And his problems and I think it came out they actually did I actually fail a drug test now that I think about it. But either way, like he could he could be allowed to come back, but do you want to count on that? The most unreliable player in the league over the last decade.
2: No. And really. even
0: then, I don't think Josh Gordon really blew me away while he was here. And like if they hold on to him, fine. Like fine. Like I don't care if they do. Like I'm not saying you cut Josh Gordon. If you hold on to him and he comes back and he comes back, then fine. But I don't want to count on that. I'm not you know, when I'm looking at the receiving depth, I'm going, oh, but then you'll have Josh Gordon, so he'll be fine. No, like right now, your only receiver who has displayed the ability to get separation is Julian Edelman, who will be 33, and who will be over a year removed from a steroid bust. And like I said, I said it all this year. Edelman will be fine. I was say he was going to be fine last season because the steroids still so going to be in his system, but how's he going to look when they cycle out? And now he's 33. You know, Ninkovich did not look good a year after the steroid bust. Like, guys, you know. And by the way, I don't. You should be taking steroids if you're in your mid-30s trying to play slot receiver in the NFL. Yes, yeah. You absolutely should be doing it. But. You know, if he's not and it cycles out, I don't know. I'm not saying he'll suck, but I don't, I'm not going to count on Edelman. I'm not saying the receiver, corps is fine because they have Edelman. If I was counting on Edelman, by the way, I was not. I would not be saying that they're fine because they have Edelman because they have nothing beyond him. And they're not going to bring in a – oh, they'll probably bring in, I hope they draft a rookie, but
2: – or, or, or two of them.
0: But, like, a rookie receiver is not going to come in here and catch 50, 60 balls from Tom Brady. It's never happened – cannot think of a time it's ever happened it's never gonna happen like it's not you know they if they want to bring in a receiver to contribute now it's gonna have to be a veteran so i do think there's gonna be a trade there i just i i hope
2: gonna need to be a trade there especially since where we can see what why receivers are still available in free agency
0: I, i've looked trust me i have looked yeah, like this you know the guys out there and like i said i was really hoping for golden tate i was holding my breath for golden tate yeah bring back michael floyd Remember when Michael Floyd was here? I do. You know, Jordy Nelson is out there, but even then, like, I don't think
2: that's going to— He's saw Michael Crabtree.
0: Yeah, like, I, none of those—I mean, I'd like them to bring in one of those oh, guys. Pierre you know, I'd probably like them to bring in one of those guys just for the veteran depth, but those guys aren't going to fix your problems. But you—you're not going to do it with a rookie there. I told them they bring a guy and develop him, but you're not going to, you know— it's not going to work. And, you know, hopefully this season, Sony Michelle gets going as a pass catcher. Oh, Dez is still out here. No, he's not. in resigned resign with the... Come off of an Achilles injury, but... True. They didn't want him pre-Achilles injuries. So I don't know why they want him now. Just, yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> but, yeah, like, there's nobody notable out there. But, you know, you had... I mean, there's people
2: who were good.
0: Yeah, exactly. But... Wh- wh- what was I saying? Oh god, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Yeah, like Golden Tate, I was holding out for him, and then for some reason he signs with the Giants. God knows why.
2: Oh, he wants to suffer. God knows why the Giants did that. <laughs> that's that's the purgatory right there. He's trying to he's trying to cash out early.
0: It's not even a cash out though. He's getting less than ten million. He's getting like eight million a year.
2: I was talking about him cleansing his soul to go to heaven because oh. the Giants are are are, are purgatory.
0: <laughs> but I don't know why they did that. I don't know why he did that. But whatever. You think the Giants finally accept that they should tank, but they just refuse. But that, and like the Patriots clearly are willing to spend money on a receiver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They clearly wanted it because they went out and tried to offer Adam Humphreys, I think, like close to $10 million a year. And then seemingly they went to running for Golden Tate. So obviously they agree that they need another receiver. Clearly. But that's probably going to have to come in a form of a trade now. And I'm fine with it. And then, you know, probably you know like because you know, Patriots yeah, love to throw on the big name guys. The big guy that's been thrown around the last couple of last couple of days has been AJ Green, who conceivably maybe they do want to trade. He's had a lot of injury issues. But I mean, like literally just him, Jordan, you and AJ Green.
2: Uh, I mean he'll be a nice addition, but he doesn't also doesn't solve anything. Oh, how does he not solve? He oh, receive? solve. Solve all of the problems.
0: No, but I mean like, would you be on like say say it took like a second round pick for the Patriots for the last year of AJ Green? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brandon Cook situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know, but that that's a guy. <laughs> maybe they do that. Like Sterling Shepard's a guy. I look at maybe, maybe the Giants want to unload him with Golden Tate. I don't know. I don't know what the Giants are doing anymore. I have no idea what their plan is. <laughs> to suffer. I don't think they know theirs is either, but maybe Sterling Shepard's a guy. Uh, Nelson Aguilar with the Eagles. They're spending a ton on receivers right now. I'm going all in with uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, with, I mean with Deshaun Jackson, with Alshon. They have somebody else here they're paying. I don't remember who, but maybe they won't. Not willing to pay Nelson Aguilar in the last year of Dylan, let's trade him to you. That's a guy, but just like that is a spot where it's coming. Tight end, I still have no idea what's going on. Because Gronk still hasn't retired. Is he actually retiring? I don't know. He said he h- hasn't made his decision yet. It's oh, been t- weeks. But
2: tick, tick, man. Tick, tick. No, for real. I but think just a couple. Oh, wow. Antonio Gates does still play.
0: At least he still not officially retired. But <laughs> either way, that's. So I don't know, Jordan. But like I said, I will. If I'm going to start having negative. Like, if I'm going to start feeling bad about the Patriots roster, it'll come after the draft. That's fair. So we'll see when that comes. But anyway, though, we are going to take a quick break here now. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk a little uh, a little baseball. Baseball well, I think baseball actually started today in Japan, that weird 5 a.m. game. But we'll talk Red Sox. Uh, the Mike Trout contract got me thinking a little bit about Mookie Betts. want we'll to talk about that. So we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to The Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley on 90.7 WXIN. Jordan Moment here alongside me. My voice, only half here, as you can tell. <laughs> but we'll be back in just a minute after these messages. 90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience, the award-winning stadium experience. Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment here alongside me. We were just talking Patriots offseason, a little bit of NFL stuff mixed in. Now we're going to move into some baseball stuff. Bill Trice joining us at 520 to talk basketball. If you want to chime in on any of these topics, you're do not to call in at 401-456-8787. Chat with me a little bit. And, you know, with that, though, as we talked about, Jordan, going to be moving on into, uh, we're talking about this a little bit over the break, as we do, because this is the only time we see each other. Exactly. So we need to take the time to really communicate. Was it yesterday? Or Monday? Sometime, last couple days. Mike Trout signing what was, just by a hair, a record-breaking contract. A 12-year, $430 million.
2: $530 million. And no, four hundred, yeah, yeah, you're right, four hundred. Four hundred
0: thirty million dollar <laughs> contract with the Angels, and I don't know how much of that is guaranteed, but that is a whoo. He will be making I was thirty-six
2: some, million a year. I was reading somewhere that all of it is guaranteed.
0: Yeah. Okay. If that's case. That's case. Mike Trout signing a 430 million.
2: I mean, I might be wrong, but that's what I was reading. That's why I've seen it. I haven't seen anything yeah. confirming
0: that. So if that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean,
2: oh, he gets all of it. <laughs> Mike Trout. Yikes.
0: Who, is, who will now be making that money until he's 39? 36 million dollars a year. That's pretty good. A massive contract. We really came out of nowhere, too, because there was no prerogative for him to do that. Him going to go sign that extension with the Angels. But he did. And the Angels locked up, you know, one of the most, you know, probably a top 10 baseball player all time. Once again, Mike Trout, who's like so good at baseball. So, so good at baseball, but does it somewhere where just nobody cares. And he's such an uninteresting person. (laughs) That he flies under the radar so much for a guy who, once again, is actively a top 10 player all time in his sport. Yeah. Have you like have you ever seen a player who's like, literally like, beyond a Hall of Famer, an all-timer, fly under the radar so much in their own in their own career, as Mike Trout?
2: I mean, besides Vinny T, or (laughs) (laughs) yes, Jordan, that's the right answer. You passed. (laughs) The hero.
0: Don't drag me into a test of Verde segment, please. Because don't think I will. Don't think I won't. Uh, we'll, we'll descend back again to madness. <laughs> the all-time... Well, apparently the madness is what wins awards, so... Exactly. That's... <laughs> the sports talk is only, like, to set me up for madness,
2: but... <laughs> this is the way you frame it.
0: <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> this is the context for madness. Mm. Mm, that's my new tagline. The stadium experience, giving context to madness.
2: Ooh. Yeah. As I would will, I will say a 12-year, $430 million contract is kind of madness. <laughs> <laughs> if, all of it, if all of it is guaranteed, then that's Even t- if it's not, like, so Mike Trout signing that deal. Yes.
0: him. now we'll go through the questions. One, is it good for baseball?
2: Uh, like on every
0: level. Uh, so I've got debating that.
2: Well, 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 see, the problem, like, like the joke I made, like everyone who's batting 285 now is going to be holding out for a $200 million contract. They're already doing that anyway. <laughs> I mean, are you just going to pay everyone who hits 250 just 100 plus? <laughs> Bryce Harper got 300 hitting 250 last year. I, I get I if, if we're just going to, like, scale back, scale down.
0: But does that hurt the league? And Mike Trout specifically, does Mike Trout being with the Angels angels is that good for baseball uh it's tough because i want like it's like it's like the manny machado signing in a lot of ways in some ways you want to say to me oh good like a small market team they're keeping or they're getting up which i was not comparing manny machado to mike trout but yeah contract signed within close relativity of each other both you know like probably top 25 players in the league just you know one in the bottom of that list and one who's the best or second best player in the MLB. But
1: Mm
0: -hmm. on one hand, you want to say small market team. They're getting a player. They're going to be competitive. They're spending money. That's great for the league. But then the other part of me, which I think is probably actually the more rational side, just goes, no, like there are always going to be a lot of bad small market teams in any sport. So just let the important big market teams that matter hoard the good players so they can be as good as they can be. And at least, you know, when those teams play, we can get the best baseball games possible.
2: You're telling me you're not you're not you're not dying to tune into like the, the Padres Royals three game series at some Just point. Just because like, the Padres July? are a
0: little bit better. You know what I'm
2: saying? Like <laughs> yeah. at some random point. On in one July hand, does Manny
0: shot does Mike Trout make the point. Angels watchable? No, because I don't watch the I don't watch the Angels unless you're playing the Red Sox, even though once again they have probably an active top ten player <laughs> all time and then will be history.
2: And I still like Mike Trout does not draw me to that team. you are talking about like the ESPN doubleheader baseball games when they when they're playing in Los Angeles and it's like at eleven a.m. with like the Mariners. 11, yeah, le, yeah, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard no, Time. No, like, I'm not tuning into that <laughs> game. And maybe I should. And the game goes on to like the next morning. <laughs> Wake up to work. They're still playing the baseball game.
0: But no, like, is it good for baseball or is it not? Like, really, like, is um, and I, I I'm not sure.
2: No, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say no. Okay, and why is that? Because cu- what's what's the point? Cuz you- everything's going is 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 it, everything's just becoming like overpriced. Well, I don't care about that. I don't care if the players
0: are getting big money. I want the players to get big money. Just yeah. better than the team's hoarding. it. I say it all the time. You know, once again, I, I'm to show for the working man. Even if the working man is getting $300 million.
2: Yeah, but like. It, I it, wish I was getting $300 million. Like, Yeah, but is it going to get to the point where to like put together a competing baseball team, you have to spend like $3.5 billion. Okay, but you've always had to spend massive amounts of money. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, you haven't though. Because teams have done
0: it without spending big amounts of money. The Royals won a World Series. They did. The Astros won a World Series. They did. Like, somebody brought... once again. Yeah,
2: but, but this is different now. Is
0: it? A, teams little, have a, oh, but
2: team, a little bit. But
0: it's not, though. Baseball teams for the last 20, 30 years have always handed out massive contracts. And I was talking about this with, once again, the Murphquake the other day. Yeah. Friend of the show. We had the same conversation. He brought up he thinks baseball needs a salary cap. Which I completely disagree with. Baseball does not need a salary cap. Baseball has never really had a problem. The l- at least the last few decades of teams that of teams spending a lot of money to win. They haven't. If that was the case, the Yankees would be winning every year, the Dodgers would be winning every year, the Red Sox would be winning every year,
2: and yeah, like those. I mean, I mean conceptually, they do.
0: No, but they don't. They don't.
2: You ha- they. Mean, win. The Red Sox won. The Red Sox yeah, dodged the World Series. They did. They won. And it. then the Yankees, they won what ninety nine yeah, hundred games.
0: they lost in the divisional round. I lost in the second round. They still won? Yeah, but they still didn't win the World Series. It, like, it's, not, it's not overbearing. It's not a huge problem because, once again, you have th- – last year, the Astros won
2: the World Series. The year before, well, you had a Mets-Royals World Series. That was, that was the greatest World Series ever played. That's the
0: point. Like, the MLB <laughs> has don't, not really
2: – Don't hit on that Mets-Royals World Series. I'm man. not.
0: I'm saying that the MLB has not had this problem of just teams buying their way to championships and winning every single year it hasn't been the case there's been a balance between small market and large market teams making it in, I, w- in the world I, I, I get what
2: you're saying but it's like it's sort of an optics thing
0: it's not though of course of course in the <laughs> end the teams that's been but if you have a salary cap those big spending teams are still going to be there a lot of the time because they still put the most resources into it but as the mlb it, said the mlb's it. problem has not been parity. the mlb has a lot of problems but the MLB has not had a parody problem, not even close to having a parody problem. True. And that's
2: you but is and a
0: salary cap wouldn't fix this. If anything,
2: it's, it's just it's just a uh, well I guess I guess well I'm looking at it beyond the sports optics, it's just the just the absurdity.:
0: The Indians and the Cubs played a World Series, like
2: <laughs> when? like two years ago. That a uh, World Series two years ago. It was.
0: Indians, Cubs. Like I, uh, Giants, Cardinals, Tigers, Giants. Like, I'm looking at the whole list. Rangers, Cardinals. Teams that have been in the World Series the last... Literally, let's list the teams who have been in the World Series since 2009. Yankees, Phillies. Big market team, eh, moderate market team. I call it the Phillies. Kind of a mid-tier. Car- no, Giants, Rangers. They're not big spending teams. Those aren't... You know, Rangers, Cardinals, Giants Tigers, Cardinals, Red Sox, Giants Royals, Royals, Mets, Cubs Indians, Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, Dodgers. How many you know big spending, big market top five value teams do you see in that list? They, they pop up less than the small market teams. All right. When you actually look at it, look, the MLB has not a parity problem. If the MLB had that problem, you see the Yankees in there every year. Like, really, like the Yankees, what? One World Series appearance? Last 10 years? They spend, I believe, more than any other team in baseball? One World... You can't... Teams have not been able to buy themselves championships. Which is good. So I just... So if contracts seem more expensive, it's not going to destroy the sport. This is not a problem facing baseball. Now, the problem facing baseball is teams tanking, like half the league tanking at one time. Because they're able to. Or maybe a salary floor is what you need in baseball. It's been, you know, games being meandering and drawing fans away. But the MLB, once again, for all its problems, a lack of personality. The fact that, you know, their best players are uninteresting oafs who do subway commercials. But baseball has not had a parody problem. Does that look like a parody problem? If you looked at the NBA and you're like, okay, uh, championships, oh, no, King, we're not, we're not Kings, talking about the NBA. No, if you looked at it, <laughs> but if you looked at it and went, oh, like a Kings, Mavericks, oh, then you had a uh, like a then you had like you know like a
2: Celtics, like Grizzlies. I mean, Warriors should conceptually never lose a championship again.
0: No, exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, like that's a, that's a league where you can buy a championship. But yeah, like if you looked at it, in never, you know. Yeah, I, I get your saying, like, it's but not, like, it's not a, what would a cap do? A cap's not gonna fi- a is, cap is not gonna fix a problem that doesn't exist. There's not a problem right now in baseball in terms of parity. There's yeah, not. I know.
2: But is this is this is this the principle? Like if, one, I don't, if, 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 teams, if teams are pushing, you know, five billion dollars to get a, get a to get a team that's only going to win like I want 70 an games. I want an
0: industry where the where the imp, where the most important. Impl- okay, but here's what I look at it. Bryce Harper. I was thinking about this yesterday. Bryce Harper. How much did the, the Phillies profit last year?
2: And just, 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 just for the reason I picked $5 billion, because $5 billion is more than the GDP of Rhode Island.
0: Right, but that's over the course of you know, years. Yeah. No, what that's, that's, one, that's one
2: year of spending. That's the budget. But here, <laughs> more than the budget.
0: Right, but they're spending <laughs> that... Let's see, the value of the Philadelphia Phillies is $1.7 billion. Okay. They're paying Bryce Harper an annual salary of like $30 million. What percentage of, th- of $1.7 is
2: $30 million? Uh, about a percent, 2%. Somewhere around there.
0: Don't you want a world where a billion-dollar industry's top, most important employee, which he is, looking at this from a, from just a revenue sharing perspective? You know, if we're gonna be good communists for a minute, your your t- Bryce Harper, the most important employee of the Phillies, am I right? Yeah. He's making two percent of that of the revenue. He's getting two percent of that company's value. That feels. Unfair when you look at it that way, but even that's at least better than what most people get in most industries.
2: Yeah, but so also, you, you have to just compare that this multi billion dollar industry contributes nothing to society.
0: I don't care. We're not getting into that. We're not, getting, we're <laughs> not, we're not going that. Listen, listen <laughs> okay, I right, will right, give right. you the labor rights. Crap, but we're not going there, okay? <laughs> right. We're not getting into like the <laughs> okay. value of sports as an institution, but anyway, at least in some industry, there's at least that because so I'm never going to be so fine, like pay them the money. It's not hurting your team. That's fair. And you're at least like is you like baseball the most it. just institution?
2: No. Kind of feels like it is. I I guess. Like it's how, how how's the NHL doing? Oh my god. <laughs> no. But <laughs> it's just
0: I I, I don't know what this. I don't know where I was going with this. But like is it good for baseball for Mike Trout to be there? Is it going to is it going to jack up the value of contracts and to bring it around to the Red Sox, what does this mean for Mookie Betts?
2: Oh, he has to break the bank.
0: Who the Red Sox still have not extended. Who, yeah, seeing the Bryce Harper-Manny Machado deal, we're sitting here going, oh, man, Mookie, seeing that. How's Mookie, who is a reigning MVP, similar to Mike Trout, who's run it a billion times. I don't think he was the NL MVP this year, but who has won it uh, plenty of times. How is Mookie Betts going to look at that and go, well, I want that. I want 400 mil. I want 450 I want $500 million. Because hey, he's the next high highest profile player in the MLB, I'd say. Mm-hmm. He's certainly one of I mean, he's certainly at least like optically one of the top players in the MLB. He had a terrible World Series, but AL MVP, NL MVP Mike Trout, like there are some, there are some people who argue that that Wookie Betts is a better player than Mike Trout. There are people who make that argument. I don't know if I really buy into that, but I mean, I think it's, it's They're in the conversation together. So they should get, it's not ridiculous to say they should get comparable contracts. Or, as it works in sports, when the guy who's my contemporary gets a contract, I want to get a bigger contract next year and reset the market. So are the Red Sox going to have to reset the market to re-sign Mookie Betts? Will he let them, and should they?
2: Should they? Well, no.
0: Like if Mookie Betts mm-hmm. comes in and says, you know, if you want to re-sign me, it's that the ticket. It the price is twelve <laughs> years, four fifty. That you,
2: how badly do you want Mookie Betts? How bad? How badly do you want Mookie Betts? Because I'm doing that. I think. I you might as well, honestly. I mean, that's it's not out the ordinary. Because they still haven't done it. I think <laughs> that's the that's Red Sox
0: have kind of screwed themselves. That's by, the
2: norm at this point by There's not trying to get this done sooner. I mean, you can't argue that like, if, if 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 Manny Machado can get three hundred million, Mookie. <laughs> Mookie should get just as much. More. Or more. Or more.
0: Significantly more. Because <laughs> so somebody's going to give him that money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> rather
0: have it be you. Yeah. If, or, if you or, would you rather have it be you? That's the question. Like, that is. Yeah. You know, because this probably does. Because obviously, Mookie Betts has not shown any willingness to give the Red Sox a discount. You know, him, Scott Boris's agent, they want to hit the market and they want to get the value they're going to get. They are going to get. Like, Mookie Betts is going to get what he's worth. Or at least what the market
2: for him is, and the market is trending. Twelve years, Dis- four hundred plus. The market is
0: <laughs> is trending up incredibly upward. Yes. Over the last like what, like two, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like I the market be like this. Like the curve on that mar- of the market value of Mookie Betts. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's insane.
0: I want We were go- like, I- oh I- man, th- is Mookie Betts gonna be a four hundred million dollar man? That would be crazy. Like Us a-, a week ago. I almost want to go play, like,
2: go, like, buy, like, MLB the show. I have it. I, I played it for, like, a couple of weeks and got bored with it. <laughs> I just I just want to see what I can do now. But, honestly. no, like, you look at that, and really, like, after the
0: Manny Machado and the Bryce Harper signing, we were talking about, like, oh, man, is Mookie Betts going to be a $400 million man? Guess what? That ain't nothing anymore. Yeah. That's... Yo, yo, you want to be a $400 million man? Oh, cool. <laughs> so, I can't, I can't hear you. What's
2: that? An extra $100 million? Yeah,
0: can Mike Trout hear broke now? Like... <laughs> You would your three hundred fifty million dollar contract, peasant. Mike Trout's gonna get some AirPods, I bet.
2: <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> get the get the get the half a terabyte iPhone X. <laughs> is Mike is Mike Trout gonna get unlimited data?
0: One hundred percent. I feel like Mike Trout's one of those guys who's gonna drive around in like an old car and like brag
2: about it to everybody. I make $36 million but a year. Look at me. I'm frugal. <laughs> I drive a Volvo. thing. I don't know.
0: I feel like Mike Trout would be the guy to brag about that. Yeah. I do. I feel like he's like the type. Like, I'm such a good old down shucks guy. I don't need to spend all my hundreds of millions of dollars. Except he doesn't because he hasn't built any brand for himself whatsoever. So I'm just projecting. So I'm just entirely projecting. Because once again, the man has built absolutely zero brand for himself. Does he get a subway discount? I have to imagine that's the only—that is the only thing that Mike Trout has done in terms of branding—is he's—he's making that money stretch. And what happened to the last guy who made his brand be being the guy from Subway?
2: He's in jail. Yep
0: Yeah. Was it?
2: Wait, wasn't uh some other athlete was like a I mean, there are plenty of athletes
0: who have like been like in Subway, Subway commercials, commercials. <laughs> but
2: every one of them. I, I feel knew. like someone I just saw in a Subway commercial yeah, like, too.
0: I feel like I don't see Subway no, commercials. No, the dude anymore.
1: that was doing the Subway commercials was playing was touching uh little children. Oh, we we know.
0: Yeah. Oh, we know.
1: So I hope Mike wasn't trust. Russell Wilson like Subway commercials. I mean, yeah, but
0: like you know, yeah. Russell Wilson for other things. Even Russell Wilson's kind of boring, but Russell
2: Wilson's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean,
0: Russell Wilson's also kind of a boring guy, but also <laughs> not a virgin anymore. He's married to Sierra. Him and the Jonas Brothers, man, they they've done it. Yeah, of course, they, they've gotten in there. Yep. Took a while, but is Russell Wilson the
2: fourth Jonas brother? He might be. <laughs> Honestly.
0: <laughs> or I guess the fifth because they have a little brother. Everybody forgets about Frankie.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many there are. Oh, yeah.
0: but no, I mean, like you know, j- we're talking about the Mike Trout contract. He just up in near and it's
1: But even half the, half of that is going to go to uh, in taxes anyway, isn't it? <laughs> I don't oh. know what the taxes.
0: are. oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he, he's playing in California. <laughs> hey, Come on
1: now. I- IRS
0: is
2: like, word. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we building that wall. Yeah. Damn! Is so Mike let Trout? Take, let me take five off the top. Exactly. Is Mike Trout going to fund the wall? He, he could,
0: but <laughs> yes. no. It's you know. It, it, but anyway, we're talking about that. We're going to talk about what this is going to do to the value of Mookie Betts and should the Red Sox be willing to give Mookie Betts a similar contract to Mike Trout?
1: No. No. Why? Because he's not worth it. Mike Trout's worth it, apparently. Well, that's what a Who ra- else does? Who else does? Um, does California the Angels have? Oh, nobody. They have Mike Trout. That's it. And nobody else. Exactly. And, but if you're the right, what, what? It's almost like it's almost like when um, what's his name was playing for Seattle and they gave him all that money. A Rod. A Rod. What's his name? I call him A Rod. What's his name?
0: A, A-, A- Rod. Oh, do you see the Paw Sox doing A Rod Night? Yeah. Why? No, they're doing they're doing um they're doing Congratulate A Rod Night at, for, what? for the Paw Sox for his engagement to J Lo. And what they're doing is. It, you get in for free if you wear a Jason Veritek jersey, and they're trying, and they no, hear this. They're trying to get Ben Affleck to throw out the first pitch.
1: Wait. W- oh, one, I get it now yes, because yes. J-Lo dated Ben Affleck. Yes.
0: So basically. Yes, they want <laughs> Ben Affleck to throw out the first pitch. Dang, Because I, I guess there are still like Red Sox fans who are still somehow just pressed about, A-Rod.
2: about who has A Rod. Really? about? Ver- who has a Jason Veritek jersey? Oh, I plenty do. of people
0: walk around. I do. Oh, plenty. Oh. You ever drove around right Boston do. for 10 minutes? Yeah, you kidding me, do. Jordan? So I got many a people are walking around with Jason Veritech jerseys. Who was a Welker jersey? I got a Veritech jersey. Oh, mad people are walking around with yeah. Jason Veritech. did you? Were you around during St. Patrick's Day? Like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there are mad people walking. It's like asking, oh, who's a who's a who's a Paul Pierce jersey? People are
2: walking around with Jason. Vance. Actually, like, I actually don't know anyone who has a Paul Pierce jersey. That, that's true. <laughs> it's true. I've never seen anybody with Paul Pierce's that's jersey. That's crazy. How do you never, not? That's not crazy. Since, not since like 2008. Okay,
0: in my rec, <laughs> no, no, in a rec basketball league I ran a couple years ago, when I ran a rec basketball league, it gave all the teams colors, and there was one team, and they were green, so they all showed up in Paul Pierce jerseys. There was like five Paul Pierce's running around on the court. Oh, yeah. So like, people have Paul Pierce jerseys. They just don't wear them anymore. People absolutely wear Paul Pierce jerseys <laughs> all the time. What are you two talking about? I don't I can, see them. Well, I walked around to St. Patrick's <laughs> Day Parade. Right? I saw at least like six.
1: You, That's six hat? out of what? Six they million. You got the
0: bird jerseys. You guys are crazy. Yeah. I see more bird jerseys. I than see Paul more Pierce. bird jerseys. I do see more
1: bird jerseys. Oh, absolutely. I see more bird jerseys. Come on
0: now. You see a Paul Pierce jersey. You see Garnett jerseys. You guys just aren't. People still wearing the IT jerseys. That's sad. People are still wearing the but IT But isn't he back in Boston? is back for a night on a team that he doesn't play for, oh, okay. on a team that he's not part of the rotation of. Okay, <laughs> on a team that he's like the twelfth man on. Oh yeah, right, twelfth man on the Nuggets. But yeah, so I I I don't I don't I would love to see the Red Sox pay a guy four hundred fifty million dollars, but also, do you want to lose Mookie Betts? And then who do you bring in to replace him? Because guess what? Whoever you're going to bring in who's going to give you not even comparable production still going to probably cost you $300 million. What's,
1: what's his, uh, what was his numbers last season? Like uh, One AL MVP. Okay. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that kind of money. Gonna, he might be the $500 billion,
0: million dollar man. Like, Which is...
2: <laughs> going nowhere in uncharted territories.
0: Yeah. It's going ha- to happen within two years. Gonna see an MLB, Uh The MLB is gonna contract and fall apart as a business, or we're gonna see a guy get half a bill. Ooh. Half a billion. Mm. That is
1: a billion with. 12? 12 zeros? Not a billion. No, nine. Oh. <laughs> no.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you right. Well,
0: <laughs> right. Mookie Betts get 500 billion dollars. 500, 500, 500 billion? 500 billion. 500 <laughs> well, billion. Trying to land on my feet here, fellas.
1: Come on, man. I'm
0: trying to land on my feet with this That's one. That's
1: nuts. Oh my god. Land goodness. on my feet
0: here. They, the MLB pools all their money together. To give them the collective value of the league.
1: All I'm saying is that That uh, wouldn't be enough. All I'm saying is, uh, where is the MLB getting all this money to pay their players? I
2: don't know, like, I guess, phase. I guess ticket sales because yeah. it's not from TV
0: well, revenue. Well, it's not t- No, it's, all, it's it. all from TV revenue. Are you kidding? me nobody, really? nobody goes to these games.
2: Yeah, but no one watches them either because exactly. they're all at. Yeah, all, they're, they're all at one a.m. Yeah, but
0: the networks still pay them crazy money for the rights to air them. No, it's all from the TV deals. Are you but
2: how many, how many networks want
1: to want a show in MLB um, games? Enough, anyway. that ESPN, ESPN, enough, ESPN, enough that the what? Marlins
2: can survive. Enough that the Marlins Fox. The, the the yeah, Fox, CBS, TBS.
0: CBS. A lot of baseball on TBS, which is always weird. But then again, it's like, hey, we got we got Seinfeld reruns
1: and uh, the MLB playoffs. Right, TBS. And if you are and if you are like the Nessen. Red Sox and the, the the Yankees, you have your own network. Wow, well, make a lot of
2: money. Yes, from owning Yes, and
1: uh, I think they did Nesson. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, like
0: it's all all these leagues. The bulk of their money comes from TV deals. That's where all the money is. Cause I how the Marlins are able to be worth a billion dollars, even though you watch those games and literally nobody is there. True. And literally nobody is there because they took out the pirate ship, and that was the only good thing there. Anyway, though, we can going to take a quick break here. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Bill Trice, writer for some 76ers website. I'll give you the name of it after the break. Met him down in New York. He'll be calling and talking to us about the Celtics, talking about the 76ers. He love hero is yes. also a 76ers fan, so yes, perfect. We have, a, we have a whole 76ers panel right now. No doubt. So that's exciting. So we'll be back in just a minute with more of the stadium experience with Jake Helmsley right here on 90.7 WXIN. 90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience, Jake Helmsley, Jordan Moment, E-Love both here alongside me. We've been talking Patriots, just to, talking some baseball, MLB, Mike Trout, Moogie Betts, a whole nine yards up to this point. And now we're going to be changing gears. We're going to be doing a three-sport show this week. It's been a while since we're doing a three-sport show. And now we're going to be talking with, uh, with, a, with a new friend of mine, new friend of the show, welcoming to the program for the first time out of, out of ESU the sports director at 90.3 WESS, uh, one Mr. Bill Trice. And how are you, my friend? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks, Thanks. for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Well, I'm here, obviously, the Celtics two-game losing streak. We're a little, little bit of a skid right now. Tonight they're going to be facing off against the 76ers, you obviously, are I, I saw on your Twitter bio that you write for some website, and now I don't see it anymore? Are you...
3: Did you, maybe, oh yeah, so I used to write. I I used to write for the fifth quarter. Uh, recently, uh, stopped writing because I just got a little too busy with school and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, so I I do freelance writing as well. Uh, but I'm I'm mostly uh, well, I'm all around journalist. But uh, i mostly just broadcast uh, on radio and uh, and on YouTube as well. All no, right, and it, shout out coaches, follow it, subscribe. I had to put myself there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
1: all good. Nice.
0: <laughs> but, no, the Celtics coming and playing the 76ers tonight, a team that the Celtics have really, last year or so, really not struggled against at all in a lot of ways, in a lot of plays. Not to say anything about the 76ers. Right. Like but, but the Celtics, last night, losing to the Nuggets. The Celtics have not been the most consistent team as of late. And I don't – well, no, lately they've been on a good skid, but over the course of this season. And I don't give them a lot of – and I really feel like I should – Give them more crap for the loss against the Nuggets, (laughs) but Horford went down. I can understand. It doesn't. I don't mind when they lose, is that they didn't lose and they didn't all then turn on each other immediately. And Kyrie didn't stop start complaining about like the status of the pro athlete in the modern day. So
3: right. As long as they can (laughs)
0: lose and be quiet, I'm okay with it. But tonight, facing off against the 76ers, an important game. For seeing the Celtics still, still lagging behind the fifth seed, trying to overtake the Pacers, trying to overtake the 76ers. It's probably one of the few games left on the schedule that even matters for them, but. Coming I mean, to the 76ers, they've been playing good lately, and they are one to last 10, seven and three in the last ten. Tobias Harris has started to kind of settle in there. That's really worked out mm-hmm. for them. And just like, what are they? Is this a different team? You're you asking them, is this a different team than they've seen in
3: their past matchups? Oh yeah, this it, it, is a totally different team. I and mean, you remember their uh, their earlier matchup uh, in the season when their team you know first got together uh, right before the All Star break, and it was a close loss that they had. Uh, in philadelphia well, no they kind of got blown out but it, it was it was a bad loss but you know it it, it looked like boston was just dominant and that, and at the sixes you know we're still trying to find a way as a team now uh they, they're a little more cohesive they've had some time to you know iron out some of the growing pains and this is just a totally different team you got to, like you mentioned Tobias harris just found his role uh you know he's starting to catch fire ben simmons is knowing where guys are on the court a little bit better, limiting his turnovers, um, and then Jimmy Butler is, has found his role as well. He's settling into his role as the closer, you know, in the fourth quarter when uh, we're trying to close out games and, and we're trying to shut teams down uh, to win these tough games against these tough match against these tough matchups. You know, Jimmy has been there time and time again, and you know, also you know, Brent Brown is learning a lot, you know, through the uh, through this season as well. Uh, if we if you look back early into the season with their sister's team, Brett, you know, had had some struggles with you know uh, you know late game situations, guys communicating, and they still have those problems now. But I think Brett Brown has definitely done a better job at limiting those uh, those mishaps to, uh, throughout the season so far.
0: Right. No, and I like mm, to really put a lot out, but that was good, Bill. But looking at the way they've been doing looking at the way these teams have been playing I mean how I guess what would this what would a win here what would it mean not even just going to the math of the seating obviously, because I can just do that on my own time I can just pull a right. pen and paper and do that but for the, you know, the 76ers team the team that once again has really struggled against the Celtics a lot but has tried to kind of start what at least in my estimation has been kind of a one-sided rivalry I mean what does what would a win here mean for them and then I might try to think about what it would mean for the Celtics
3: I think what it will mean for the, for the Sixers is that's a that's a moral victory. That's a that's a mental victory. So going into the playoffs, that's going to mean a lot to them and their confidence. Uh, you know, in, in, in taking the series. Again. When you go back to last season, it was a tough series. Every game was close, but time and time again, at the end of the game, the Sixers could not find a way to sustain a lead and win the game. If they find a way to, you know, beat Boston tonight, it would mean the world to them, and 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 definitely give them that extra person they need to go forward uh, down the line. Uh, with Boston, look, if Boston were able to win this game, it would just add to the confidence they already have that they already believe that they're better than the Sixers all around. When you, uh, I think uh, Terry Rozier did a show with. Late here, I forget her name. Uh, The girl, the woman used to be on on the herd with Colin Coward, but he did an interview with her and she asked her. Well, she asked uh, Terry Rosier what he thought about uh, Joel Embiid, and (laughs) he he kind of just said he was a joke and and that you know he respected him on the court, but at the same time you know he talks about the trash. He doesn't really like that, and they've had his number the past few times that they played. So you know. Boston getting that win is only going to edge their confidence going into the series later on in the playoffs.
0: I know, and I agree, and no, I do agree for the most part. I think the Celtics could. I mean, I think if they just—I just anytime they they come to a point where they're going to lose two in a row, I just like to kind of get kind of panicky with this team right now. They just—I feel like they're just so fragile, just in terms of the cohesion of this team, which is working right now. So I hate to see them drop two games in a row, and then now you have Kyrie already kind of talking about resting, and then you run every risk in the book, but kind of move beyond this game itself. This is, in the 76ers, they're in a position with this offseason, because I like talking about the 76ers. I think they're an interesting place as a team. They're in a place right now. Oh, yeah, they're a, definitely. They're in a spot where they might, they kind of might kind of lock themselves in and kind of, I guess I want to call it, like, they might complete the process this offseason. And when I say that, like, they could, oh, re-sign, yeah. they could resign Harris. They could resign Butler. And then, you know, conceivably, that would be your team going forward for at least a couple of years. I would leave really won't have much room after that. You can I mean you can fit four Max type guys under the same cap, but that's after that right. like like that's your team. And Seventy Sixers fans right now, are they good with that? Would that satisfy will that be a team that you think could contend for a championship? Would that be a team you'd be happy to see them move forward with?
3: Oh yeah, most definitely. I definitely see this team uh in this organization keeping all the guys that they have on the roster right now for the most part. Well, uh, of course, the marquee guys. Um, I, I see that this team going into the luxury tech, if need be, uh, to keep all four of those guys. They are trying to, like Ellen Brand said, you know, the time is now. Uh, they're trying to win now. And the the way this team is, is made up, I love it. You have shooting around Joel Embiid finally. Um, you would like to upgrade that shooting guard position in J.J. Redick if you could and kind of have J.J. coming off the bench, which I do think they'll attack in free agency. Um, but currently right now, it's a solid fit. you got a closer in Jimmy Butler. You have a great point guard in Ben Simmons. You have a low post threat in Joel Embiid. And you're covering all your bases right now. Uh, and, you know, if they, if in the offseason they find a way to get a replacement for J.J. Redick, a guy who can play defense and can also shoot the three and maybe even drive a little bit if we're lucky, uh, I, I feel like that will even – just be icing on the cake for this team and 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 help them, you know, get their goal of winning a championship. When you, what, Even though, you know, we don't have everything we need to win a championship right now, I do still think that we can come out of the East and give the Warriors some trouble. Um, I think if we were to, you know, be matched up against the Warriors and have to play them, I think Jerome and B would get the better of Boogie Cousins. That's just my opinion. Um, defensively, I feel like we could, you know, give... The Warriors a little troubled somewhat. Uh, I do think they would end up winning the series just because of their cohesion and, and, you know, that they've played with each other for years and years now. Um, but other than that, you know, I still think that this is a really great team. And they're still young. Most of the guys on the roster are under 30 years old. So, you know, that's another piece uh, of longevity that they're uh, working towards as well.
0: So it sounds to me like you're putting the, <laughs> you up to 76 as the number one team in the East.
3: Well, yeah, I think they are. You know, you can talk about Giannis and the Bucks, but again, it's Giannis and the Bucks, and there's nobody else. Yeah, Chris Middleton's a good shooter, and he made his also he made an All-Star appearance this year, but he's nothing to you get excited about. Your point guard is is Eric Bledsoe. Like, come on, stop it. You're not a real contender to take down the Warriors. If they were to play against the Warriors, it'd be a sweep. They don't have a chance to beat them. The shooting of the Warriors is just way too much. And then now the low post threat of Boogie Cousins is way too much for them as well. Yes, they have, uh, is, it? is it Brooke Lopez? Or I think it was Lopez Brook Brooke Lopez
0: is having a fabulous but year. Don't you talk about Brooke Lopez.
3: He is. He is. Put some respect on Brook's name. But against Boogie Cousins, he has no chance. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Boogie Cousins is a perennial all-star who's a dominant force down low who can also stretch the floor. So it, 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 it's just too big of a matchup for them to overcome. The, the Philadelphia 76ers seven, 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 are the best option out of the East. They're, they're just so versatile. They can beat you with a three. They can drive. They have a low post threat. They can space you out. They can do anything that they would like to do, and and that's what makes them so dangerous.
0: I will say that, and I want to get something Jordan said in a moment, but I will say this as somebody who has for a long time kind of been a, prescribed this, this notion of positionless basketball. And it's been like, ah, oh, it's got like five, like six, eight guys on the floor at the same time. 76ers have kind of done that. They're doing that. Like I, I, I applaud that. If anything, that they're just doing that. But Jordan, I saw you. Are you kind of, kind of laughing over there while he was talking about that Warriors 76ers matchup? What's, uh, what's, what's got you going? Oh, nothing. I, 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 I was like the, sh- the shit talk about the Bucks. <laughs> kind of right.
1: How
0: <laughs> <laughs> about you? My my, my man you love here. He's a 76ers fan as well. I mean, what? Do you, how do you feel? Do you
1: do you return these feelings? Do you agree? Yes, I do. Really? You Did you see what they did um, Sunday against Milwaukee? I did. There Actually, you go. There you go. Wow,
0: we are the 76ers Love Fest right now. Oh,
1: <laughs> believe me. That's how it is. The process took so long.
2: <laughs> Philly's been <laughs> it, waiting it's, for a while. It's,
1: we've been waiting a long time. So basically, <laughs> a long time. yeah. So now the process is here. All we want <laughs> is for them robbed. to win. That's all they, uh, they all that's all they have to do is prove that the process works. Alright, well I mean hey, like, we'll see tonight. Like it's gonna be a big test for it's gonna be I mean, this is a good game. I mean, like I said, like a,
0: they've played since they've traded for Harris, but now I mean Hay- Hayward's out, which means the Celtics will be at full strength. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means the Celtics will be able to play their best. Everyone oh, give twenty minutes goodness. of pity minutes to Gordon Hayward, but Right. No, I mean it's, it'll be a big test for them. I mean, it'll be a good yeah, I do think it, it – I mean, the game does mean more, like, on the Philly side than the Boston side, if I'm being honest. Like, if, the, if the Celtics lose this game, I'm probably not going to come in and feel doom and gloom about it. But
2: it's a big <laughs> game. And, no, I mean,
0: somebody like me who I have been – I have been very closely monitoring the process. I think Sam Hinkie is a genius. I've said it on a record as that a billion times. Like, it's going to be something. So, I mean, any final thoughts, Bill?
3: Um, I, I, need the, I need the public to give my man Ben Simmons a little more credit. He's been shooting more. His free throw percentage is up, uh, what ten percent since last season. Um, you know he's gaining more confidence shooting the ball. Everybody needs to be patient on that guy. He's going to be a all star. He's going to be um, one of the great. Well, one Laker? Of the question mark. Play this game. Now, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be a Laker. I think he likes to be out in L.A. in his free time. But I really do think that he enjoys being in Philadelphia. Going to go home to the ABA. No, but I think that's uh, funny. No, but I think they asked that before the Bucks game. Uh, this past weekend, mm. about you know being in Philadelphia and his passion for playing in Philadelphia, and he said, you know, him and Joel want to bring a championship to the city, and you know that that you know players don't just say that willy nilly, you know, yeah. publicly.
0: Yeah, athletes uh, kind of say that kind of stuff all the time. I don't re- athletes say a lot of things uh, and leave.
3: <laughs> well, maybe maybe somebody who's done that. I, I don't I don't recall a player saying I'm going to bring a championship to the. Uh, to the city, and then not end up doing that. Durant. I, I, that that. <laughs> well, Durant tried, and then they didn't. And then well, he didn't he try that like? hard. <laughs> no, he no 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 he did try. And you want to know what stopped Durant from winning? Russell was, Westbrook he said, being a choker. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russ. No, Russell Westbrook. I will stand for Russell Westbrook, Westbrook slander.
0: I, slander. I invite that. I do invite Russell Westbrook slander.
3: He he is he is. He frustrates.
0: He the is a hell choker. Enemy,
3: right? He is a choker. He is not even just the choke factor. It's, it's the fact that he cannot play the point guard position. And yet they time and time again try to force him to play that role. And that's just not him. He turns the ball over too much. He does not start any offense. And he, he, he's just erratic and not efficient. And so for me, that's frustrating to watch. And it's detrimental to his team success, as we But seen, there was a time he got
0: he got three he got ten of three things for a lot of times. So don't don't you come down on him. He got ten of three things a lot of times. What do you mean he got
3: ten of three things? He
0: got ten of three things a oh, lot of yo, times. Trip. Yeah, he, yeah got of of
3: times. That, he got ten of three things a bunch relevant. of times. another thing.
0: He got ten of three things a bunch of times. Irrelevant. I did see you tweet about that. that.
3: Yeah, that stat is so irrelevant. Does that stat really lead to win? Oscar I Robinson. I did see he you tweet did. about that he yesterday did.
0: that the triple do- double is an irrelevant stat, which is which is a take.
3: It it's so irrelevant. Oscar Robinson did it for a season, and he doesn't have an NBA championship. All the guys who won NBA championships have never done that. Yet we're glorifying a stat that he that that he that now is just is just great because he's done it and nobody else has done it. I thought the main thing about playing these games and playing in the league was winning championships. Isn't that no, what it's having, no, it's having no, it's
0: having three. It's having ten it of is? three different things. No, it's exactly. like it's, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like just, how earlier in the year Russell Westbrook wasn't an MVP candidate. Then there was that period where he started averaging a triple double again, and then for some reason he became an MVP candidate because he was averaging like an extra rebound and a half. And now that he's not doing that anymore, he's not an MVP candidate anymore.
3: That's it's, just, what I'm it's all about just it's doing, just, doing th- ten of three
0: things very important.
3: It's so it's so irrelevant. Man. It's the it, most it important really thing is. in the world. I can go on and on about that though. so.
0: Well, so oh, so to to some eyes 76 are the number one team in the east. Um There you go. Process is Process is complete and triple-doubles are worthless. Exactly. That's there a lot of go. takes. I I like got, Bill. Hey, Bill I like to having my, you on. You
3: got on my takes. Bill, you have takes. <laughs> I take. appreciate you, it. Man. You
0: come on here with takes. I like that. Right, you got anything else you want to plug? No,
3: man. uh, Just make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Couch Coaches.
0: Follow him Uh, at BillTrice31 on Twitter.
3: There you go. Uh, Also follow my Instagram at Couch underscore coaches. So, yeah.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on, man. You're welcome anytime. See if there's a playoff series like this. All right. Have a good day, man. Exactly. (laughs) All right, man. See ya. I liked him. That yeah. was good. That went well. Yes, that was a good segment. Oh, no doubt. Wow, that was a that was a that was a good guest spot. I have, mm-hmm. I have two good guest spots in a row. Nice. Two consecutive weeks. What a week for the stadium experience! Mm. So, I mean, yeah. this
2: is the award-winning stadium experience. This is the award-winning
0: stadium experience. What? What did you win? Uh, I won this. Oh, you didn't know? No. No, I won the. I won the second best podcast at CMAs.
1: Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you didn't know. It's so <laughs> a feather in your cap, there, oh, brother. Right, oh, so I have it.
0: Oh, trust me, I've been <laughs> flaunting it. Don't you worry. It's
2: on your resume already. But oh, I, really? Uh, yeah, of course it is. Wow. <laughs> it's
0: on my LinkedIn. It's on my resume. Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Anyway, I think we're gonna, we're gonna have on a high note here. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening yeah. to The Stadium Experience yeah. with your host, Jake Elmsing, on 90.7 WXI, and I, Jordan Ela, thank you both for sitting here with me. Thank you to Sixers will win tonight. Thank you for Bill,
2: more than likely.
0: <laughs> thank you thank you to Bill for calling into the show. <laughs> nice having him on. Uh, I'll see you all next week, same time, Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on 90.7 WXI. If we go upload the podcast, go listen to that. I'll download us on iTunes. Now on Spotify as well. Stadium of Now on Spotify. Wow. So get that with your Hulu. Mm. Yes. And I'll see you guys next week. So have a lovely week and an even better weekend.
3: Yeah.